Hey y'all, so this is the Frozen Podcast and you're tuning in with Myra. This is the second episode of this podcast. Um, I just want to say sorry about the first episode. We had a lot of background noise. We had a lot of things. We had a lot of empty space. We had a lot of me saying, um, and I might be saying, um, in this video too. I'm not even going to lie to you. I mean, not this video. Lord, guys. Okay, this podcast. I might be saying, um, a little bit, but that just shows you the rawness, the realness. You know, I'm just a regular person out here, guys. You know, I'm not very professional at these things and I plan to be more professional in the future. Um, so just bear with me, um, as I'm getting used to this setup, as I'm getting used to, um, having a podcast and really talking to you guys and really being comfortable with my voice and comfortable with having an audience, comfortable with having people look at my videos and, I mean, my podcast, listen to my podcast. Um, you might be listening to this while you're driving, um, while you're just chilling in the house. Um, you might be outside. You might be eating. You might be, you know, just doing anything to really calm you down. And this is the time where you just take your time and just calm down, maybe meditate, you know, things. But I'm happy that you're tuning in with me today. That means a lot to me. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're going to get right into it and what I'm going to be talking about today um, I already introduced myself in the first episode, so if you didn't see that, go ahead and tune into that episode. But, yes, my name is Myra Brooks. I am a, about to be a junior in college. All those things. I'm a graphic designer, and that's basically the just on me. But this podcast is about dating, about relationships, about relationships with yourself, um, with those around you, just how you see yourself and how you can build from where you currently are in your life right now. And that's something that I'm also trying to do. I'm not going to do anything that isn't true to me. You know what I'm saying? And like in my life right now, that is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build myself. I'm trying to grow from where I am. Um, and just look back on these first couple episodes and be like, wow, I grew a lot from where I was from these first couple episodes. So yes, I have a lot of energy today, but yes, we're going to get into it. We're really going to get into it. So what I want to talk about today is a, I'm just going to flat out say it, a nut retention journey that many of us need to, you know, consider. Um, I'm going to talk about like topics of um, how we may look at ourselves, like I already talked about this in the first episode, but I'm going to get into it with like a certain celebrities and things like that. Like when it comes to colorism, all these things. So in that category, we got Doja Cat, Ice Spice, JT, all of that. And then of course, at the end, I'll tell you guys how we can heal from all of these things that are currently going on in the world right now and what we can really start to do with ourselves to get on that process of healing. And that's what I've been trying to do. Um... As y'all know, I do put, like, some of my personal experiences in here. And, yeah, I will be talking about my personal experiences with colorism and all these things. So, yeah. So, first on my notes, I said, men who don't go on a sexual slash nut retention journey are not able to see women's actual beauty. If a man goes a month without sex, the smallest thing on her will be attractive. So... 
like i.e. her legs, her face, you know, things that they don't usually care about because we all know men to be sexual creatures. And one of the main things that they always look at on women is what? Their body, their butt, their boobs. The very last thing I feel like a man looks on um, at a woman is her face. And I feel like in order for him to lock in with that woman or whatever words we use today, her face has to be socially acceptable. So a man could be very sexually attracted to a woman, but that's not the thing. Men are not um, very, you know, they don't stand on sexual attraction. They stand on, hmm, which is also sexual attraction. Don't get me wrong. Like being attracted to a woman's face, I feel like it's sexual attraction, especially in society's eyes. Like if you look at a man and he's like, oh, I, I'm attracted to her. And you know, she's just a society based woman, you know, facial feature wise, her um features are kind of Eurocentric, you know, like she's socially acceptable. Um, so they will actually like, okay, I could be with her. They could see themselves with her, not because they actually like her, because she's attractive enough that they can actually be seen with her, I feel like. But yeah, so um I actually got that point from um if you don't know him on YouTube, we got Solunati. Um basically his soul his spiritual soul channel. And I look at that and I look at a lot of things he says. Um, I agree with some of the things he says. I also disagree. You know, he sees women as majority of men see women. He's no different from any other average man in this world. But all I'm saying is he told himself, he said, when he, and I don't even know if he realized what he was saying when he said it, but I, I got like a, a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, that is so true. You cannot see a woman for who she actually is if you're stuck in the mindset of sexual attraction. And you might be like, okay, what do you mean by that? But I'm saying, like, I feel like a woman needs to overcompensate for their lack of, for a man's lack of desire towards them. So she has to be extremely built nice, real nice face, all of that because you're not actually attracted to her. Sexual attraction is also known as lust, which is also known as false attraction. And when you are only attracted to a person based on your sexual preferences, you cannot truly be in love with them. Maybe like towards the down the line, you know, you eventually be like, okay, well, I'm with this person. I've been with this person for a while, you know. Um, I might as well start to like them. But Men date women logically, not because they love them, not because this, not because that, is logically. And if I talk about myself, all I can say is really like, I'm not society, I'm not, I'm not a person that is socially acceptable as a trophy, I guess. I don't have a big ass. A big ass. I don't have a flat stomach. I don't have um all the all the things that make women sexually attractive to men. I don't. I don't have it. Do men find me sexually attractive? Some do. Do some men find me, you know, attractive based on how they like how I actually am? That's kind of hard because I, I, I feel like I never had a man that actually 
liked me for like my mind or personality or anything. I feel like it was always based around what they can get from me. Like, um, if they can get sex from me, then I was attractive to them, um, and all of that. But that that just goes to say, they're also not going to be in a relationship with me if they see themselves just having sex with me and sex with me only to satisfy their desires. They will not have a relationship with me because at the end of the day, it is only sexual. So. If all he cares about is sex, he won't be able to connect with a woman who isn't extremely physically attractive. You know, like I said, and if she is not physically attractive, we'll just have sex because an extremely attractive woman has to overcompensate, like I said, for his lack of giving a care about her. Um, and yeah, like. Just like I said, I reiterated it. Um, but never feel bad when a man ghosts you after sex. It should let you know that he doesn't see a future with you because you can't satisfy his sexual driven mind. So if he can't look at you and automatically feel his body, you know what I'm saying, um, get horny or anything like don't expect a future with this man because this man hasn't went on his journey and hasn't come to terms with seeing women how they actually are. Um, and that's what I had to tell myself and I had to let myself know that. Men will go around with 20 bodies, 20 bodies looking for love when it is so superficial for them. Because like I said, sex is the number one thing in that category. And I don't care what a man says. A man would be like, oh, if you only offering sex, I don't want you. If you can't add no value to my life, I don't want you. You don't want to add value to your own life. That's what you have to understand. You care about that so much that you're subconsciously always thinking about it when you're with the woman. I don't care what no man says. You're always subconsciously thinking, is she sexually attractive enough? Is she overcompensating enough for my mind that is not fully developed because if y'all didn't know i am 19 years old the dating pool is very horrible for me right now it got a lot of pee in it these men are in their early 20s i'm pretty sure none of them are really thinking about how can um her mind be attractive to me you know what i'm saying so that's the main thing I just wanted to say about that because this world is really, they really don't care about certain things um, that really make sense to care about. Um, and then down the line, they will, they'll probably finally realize, man, I should have went for that girl who actually cared about me, who actually had that mind. And now that I'm really thinking about it, I do want to talk about something. Um, that in relationships, a boring woman. Um, I've been seeing this come up, coming up a lot. You know, men be like, "Oh, if a woman boring, I don't want to be with her." Um, she don't add. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, nobody want to be with nobody that 
doesn't add like some type of excitement to my life to their life but you have to understand that excitement is a it's a feeling that doesn't last forever you know what i'm saying and i feel like people use relationships as distractions a relationship shouldn't be a distraction from your life a relationship should add to your life or not even add but complement your life like y'all want relationships to rule your whole life and automatically i'm getting out of the bed and i'm motivated now and at first you was just so depressed and now you're getting out of the bed and you're so motivated it's not going to be like that you can't blame that on that woman that woman will like you ghost that woman or say you can't commit to her she will feel like literal crap because she feels like she couldn't fulfill a need that you had when it shouldn't even be like that my job isn't to not fulfill your needs my job is to aid you or just compliment you everything else it does not matter so all the ladies out there i don't want you to feel ashamed of yourself or bad that you couldn't satisfy a need that a man is supposed to satisfy himself if he's depressed, he needs to go to therapy and get that really um, contained before even starting a relationship. You shouldn't be fixing anybody. And if you find yourself fixing somebody, you need to walk out that door and don't ever look back. So, yeah, you know, it's never your fault. It's never your fault that somebody came into your life and wasted your time and told told you that they couldn't commit to you because you weren't enough and that's gonna be a reoccurring thing um about not feeling like you're enough and it's gonna be a reoccurring thing that i'm saying i'm telling you guys how to heal from because this is a a common thing in life right now in my life you know and this podcast is also helping me like i've said to you guys countless times you know this podcast is helping me. I'm definitely growing each time I get on this mic. And I just want everyone to also be growing. Um, so, yes. Don't ever feel like you're not, not enough. But. That brings me to Doja Cat and Ice Spice and JT. So, you're probably asking yourself, hmm, how do these three women correlate? Okay, so we're going to talk about Doja Cat. So Doja Cat, she just came out with her new song, Attention. Ooh, it sounds so good right now. It sounds amazing. I love this song. She's actually, like, doing, like, commentary on, like, the world. Um, and basically how y'all feel about her now to this point of her career. Um, her head is bald. She lost a lot of weight. Um, y'all saying she demonic. All these things and she's basically making fun of y'all basically um it's actually like she became woke she actually like went through a spiritual journey and i've i've been through one um i don't even think a lot of people have actually been through a proper spiritual journey i can say i actually been through one i think it was around middle school i was bullied every day for my skin um just a lot of the time um, cause I'm actually very dark and, you know, of course it was the dark skin, fellow dark skin people who were bullying me, but 
I say that to say dark skin is like a disability in some cases, especially when you're in an all black school. You would think, you would think in a white school it would be like that. And it's probably like that. But I guarantee you it's 10 times worse in a black school because it goes deeper than that. Like, I don't even know if we got time on this podcast today to just talk about how deep it goes, but it goes deep. But yes, Doja Cat. Um, Basically, it's just commentary of society. How she's not the standard anymore, but she used to be. You know what I'm saying? She said, now I'm looking good, but she's saying that I'm ugly. Boo-hoo, my nigga. I ain't sad you won't fuck me. You know what I'm saying? You got to actually listen to those lyrics and you like, dang. Because I remember Doja Cat was literally everywhere. Everybody wanted a piece of Doja Cat. I remember like men was literally heaving, like literally like drooling. When I say they was like having seizures over this woman, like, like, and that's, that seemed like a, it's far-fetched, but I'm, I'm being completely real. Like, I feel like they were really like foaming at the mouth for this woman. And, um, which is, which is understandable. She's very, she's a beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong, but it's just saying society's preference. And that's what I want people to realize. Doja Cab was at a point in time, society's preference. And what's that preference? Racially ambiguous with a big, huge butt. And what else was she? Natural. Men was obsessed with seeing this woman everywhere. Men were so obsessed with this woman. And now that she changed herself, it's now like she has caved in and she's not what they want her to be anymore. You know what I'm saying? This thing is really a huge thing in this world right now. But she explains in attention that, quote unquote, I put a thong in my ass and taught you how to shake it. Now, what I get from that line is, oh, she also said, she's, I I wrote in my notes, she's mocking herself because she feels as if she was a toy of the industry. And now that she has awareness, she wants to show how we fell for it and it earned her a lot of money. So again, like I want to talk about like her tweets and stuff because she was saying on her tweets like, um... Y'all, y'all fell for y'all fell for that dumb pop, pop dumb dumb pop albums I put out, um, that didn't have any creativity. It was just a money grab and all that. And I understand, like, I feel like she was actually telling the truth. She was being completely real when she said that. Um, and yeah, she put a thong in her ass. It earned her a lot of money. <clears throat> Basically, these men funded her career. She used to be one of those little e-girls. Um, men were obsessed with her doing that. She had on the headphones, you know, all these things. Like, Doja Cat was really, like, a household name. Well, she still is, but I'm just saying, like, she was really dominating everything. Like, she was the literal standard. Um, 
but she's come to terms with how she had an upper hand in society. She used it to her advantage. It earned her a lot of money. And these men continued, continued, I don't know about now because she looks different, but continued to fund her career. They made her global superstar. She had number one songs. And don't get me wrong, like, of course, she had fans and things like that. But if we're looking at the big idea, we're looking at the bigger picture, it was literally these men hyping her up, making her go number one, making her at the top of the list because she had those Eurocentric things, but she was also, like, in the shape of a black woman. But she wasn't. You couldn't really actually call Doja Cat a black woman. Because she was half white. Um, She's biracial. Racially ambiguous. Um, That's not a black woman. And I feel like... That's what society wanted her to be. Um, They didn't want her to actually be a black woman. They wanted her to be Doja Cat. And... This further explained that men become a slave to the preference of society. If you are not a light-skinned woman shaking your ass for men's enjoyment, then you aren't attractive. Point blank. Um, and I say yes, men find all types of women attractive. But this is the common type. Um... And yeah, like I said, no shade to Doja Cat or anything. But I do bring this up because Ice Spice is the new version of Doja Cat. And guess who's on Doja Cat's tour coming up in November? Ice Spice. Ice Spice literally came out of nowhere. Do y'all see how Ice Spice just flooded the scene? Like, I mean, took the scene by storm. When I tell you, she just... She was, you know, thirst trapped on TikTok. She had a little, you know, she would be twerking. Then she would be moving her boobs. Then twerking again. Then moving her boobs. Her raps are really not that powerful. And this is not a podcast to bash a certain type of woman. But I do want to show you how this is a a commentary on society. This is how men see us. We must conform to certain things. And if you don't conform to certain things, then you're just not the standard. I have to naturally have a big ass and be um, racially ambiguous. Of course, men got all different types. But like I said, I'm talking about the majority. And this is what gets funded. This is what gets put at the top. Flo Millie's not at the top right now. Flo Millie not going on tour with literally Taylor Swift, Doja Cat, you know? Um, so I just feel like we need to actually just step back and just look at how powerful being a certain type can be. And I also bring it up because a lot of people like to compare Ice Spice to JT to further um, try to throw these standards onto women. Um, because Ice Spice's appearance is more Eurocentric. 
why are you comparing her to Tiana Taylor and JT? And the posts literally come out of nowhere. Then they blow up on Facebook. And I see this a lot. They're always comparing Ice Spice to a black woman. Like a full, full blood black woman. The woman with the big lips, the big nose, big eyes. You know, stuff like that. Either brown skin or dark skin. And she has to be compared to literally full black woman. I don't know what race Ice Spice is. I'm pretty sure she's has some black in her she's racially ambiguous because i've seen her afro but i'm just saying you gotta understand like this in the black community needs to stop because we're putting each other against each other to prove a point of eurocentric beauty that white men have put upon us and we're falling for it And then you got JT, um, the situation that happened with JT, um, she had got into it with Lil Uzi. I don't know if it was about Ice Spice, but everybody's trying to put it out. And then look at the, all the black men in the com comments. Go to Ice Spice, bro. Ice Spice is way better. Ice Spice this, Ice Spice that. Or JT is too mean. She's too masculine and stuff like that. Why do you think she's saying that? If there was a light-skinned woman, I promise you they wouldn't do all that. I promise you. But because she's a black woman, she has to be the what? The angry black woman trope. And the thing about Lil Uzi, Lil Uzi's not leaving JT. He loves JT. And we're not even talking about that. But I'm just, I'm just putting that out there right now. He's not. He loves her. But it's so sad that y'all took it upon yourself to down a black woman. So yeah, I feel like we have to do better as society. Um, and I just say, you know, as black women out here, let's just watch out for men who do things like that, who compare light skins and dark skins and this and that. This has been a debate for centuries and we need to stop it. White men have brought this to us by putting the light-skinned people outside, inside the house, dark skins outside, and things like that. And we carry it down from generation to generation to generation. We're hurting ourselves. We're damaging ourselves. And all for what? All for a couple likes. And you know you know, people are going to say something when you compare Tiana Taylor and Ice Spice. Because they literally look nothing alike. They're not even in the same category of a woman. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's what I wanted to say about that situation. And like to heal and grow from that, I just said we need to watch out for men like that. Because in my situation, I did have a dude that I was talking to. And he, um, I don't think he actually liked me. Like he, he did say he said he liked my face and stuff like that. Um. I literally went through this man following. And that's why I want to take a little, you know, step back from social media too. Um, I don't really really want to meet another person on social media. I want to actually like go out and find these men because it's like social media is just dragging us down into the ground. But yeah, um went through his following a whole bunch of light skinned women. 
I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because, you know, I see that and I'm like, okay. You know, I peep. I peep everything. But I peeped it. I was like, okay. So, he like light-skinned women. Baby mama light-skinned. The woman before that light-skinned. Um, the woman before that had put him through hell and back. And I feel like he still love her. But that's another um episode. But anyway. Yeah, so. He had this very long line of light-skinned women in his life. Um, that he was basically, like, obsessed with. And he... Had told me why he went for light skinned women. And he he said he said out um, blatantly. He was just like, "Hey, um, I like light skinned women because the dark skinned women was always the loud ones, was always the ghetto ones, was always the ones who picked on me, was always this, was always that." And I'm just like, "Wow, that's nice information." But I also was like, "Wow," because what if I did that same thing? I would be called, you the white man's whore, you love, you are so colorist, you love light-skinned men, da-da-da, or whatever. Um, Because what if I did that? What if I went, you know, and this was a dark-skinned man. Um, and What if I went not dealing with my people just because I've got bullied by certain people? That's why I say you have to have a mind of your own. I understand that you got bullied, you got this. But imagine if I if I did that. I got bullied all my life by dark-skinned and brown-skinned men. I would walk down the hallways and they will call me ugly, black, this, that. So, yes, I don't love those specific men. I don't, I'm not attracted to those specific men that hurt me. But I am attracted to men who have my skin tone. Because that's what I'm used to. Like, it comes with, like, family. You know, like, um... It's scientific, like how you're attracted to people who look like you or like family members um, who have those same features. And I find it really strange if a man only dates white women or like light-skinned women and things like that. Because that's not what they are. They're not They're not light-skinned. They're not that. You are a dark-skinned person. I feel like you should be able to be attracted to that. And if you're not, you need to go to therapy. And I'm sorry, I know that it was a strong opinion, but that's that's honestly my truth. Like, I feel like you should be attracted to yourself. When you look in the mirror, you need to be attracted to yourself, and therefore, you project it onto others. So if I look, ooh, I love my dark skin, I automatically, my mindset, um, my subconscious is like, I want my babies to be like me. I want my babies to have my skin in color. I want to be with somebody and I wake up every day and I see their skin glowing. Just with my radiant skin. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I always felt like. If I do, and that's the thing, I'm not saying you can't date outside of your skin tone or um race. Like, cause I one day I could end up marrying a white man. And I'd be like, dang, that's crazy that I married a white man. Cause I never even found white men attractive. Things work like that sometimes. But I'm not going to blatantly say I don't want to date a dark-skinned person because they're loud and ghetto and they bully me. I would never say that because that's my people. Do I like those certain people that did that to me? No. But I'm not going to alienate or talk down on myself 
And that's what I see it as. I'm alienating and talking down to myself if I'm not dating myself. You know what I'm saying? So, I just want to say, please be cautious when it comes to men like that. And, you know, he wasn't a good man in the first place. Um, and I had to learn that it wasn't even with time. I just only talked to him for two months. Once I seen that he wasn't doing what I wanted him to do or, you know, I was like, I'm young. He was way older than me. I was like, I'm young, girl. Leave him. And it's no, it's no um bad feelings. There's no ill will towards him. I wish him the best. I wish everybody the best that I've ever dealt with because I've learned lessons. This is why I'm on this podcast right now because I've learned a lot of things when it came to men and all these things. So I said it to say it was really, really, really nice talking to y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, make sure you tune in for the next episode.